A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily Featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had a bit of West End Stardust oh, in yeah, with us. Lovely, wasn't Always it? good to see actor Daniel Mays. We've seen him in lots of great telly, lots of great films. Mm. Now uh, he's playing the greatest part in theatre history. Yeah, Paul. the one you want, the one you oh, cover, one Charlie. Day. One day it will come my way, Paul, and it'll be the right time to do it. He's Nathan Detroit in the uh, the musical Guys and Dolls, which is uh, in uh, on the Bridge Theatre at Tower Bridge. And... Mm. Um, yeah, he was on good form, wasn't he? Very, very good and, form. And uh, we talked a bit of Orient. He played Celebrity Combination Lock. Uh, there is a new book out uh, by Harry Pearson, seasoned author. It's called No Pie, No Priest. Yes. It's a very good title for a book. Very good. And it's about um, lost, not lost, but... Yeah, but kind of forgotten sports. For- sports that have, that have not got as big as football or cricket. No, exactly. <laughs> but in their day were. Yes. Things like coits. Yeah, and so I thought um, you only play, handicap I, running. I thought you're only allowed to play quits on a boat. Now, I mean, honestly, the, the the money involved, the prize money involved in a lot of these sports are quite amazing. So uh, we spoke to Harry about that. We had a bit of a chat about we various did. things. We covered a lot of ground today. We threw enough at the wall, and as always, some of it was, <laughs> exactly. some of it stuck. Basically, <laughs> it was one of those days. So uh, you'll hear all of that as well, and here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Yeah, what a lovely story that was in the news there, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just ashes. One word. Ashes. Ashes, question mark. We were saying, like, pint. It's like that thing, isn't it? You go to the pub and then someone said, I'll, I'll be with you in ten minutes. Yeah. And you've got to the bar and you write, Stella, question mark. <laughs> it's that, isn't it? Or pint. Yeah, it's that. Larker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just Half an hour, half four, nearly five o'clock. You're sitting is... opposite someone in the office. Yeah. Pint. Everybody, everybody knew it was coming, though, didn't they? I take it Moe knew that the... Yeah. He was kind of expecting the message. Ashes, rude not to. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> Just it would that do. sort of. It probably was. <laughs> probably was one of those. Anyway, always good to see Chris. Um, as I said, he, he probably wouldn't remember. He'd done a million of these things. But about 20 odd years ago, in what year was it? No, it wasn't. How long? It was about the year 2000, I think. Okay. Uh, 1999, 2000. I went and. I can't tell the whole thing. Went down and filmed some links for a boxing video. And uh, it was a bank holiday Monday, and I spent the day in Brighton uh, with Chris. The plan was to film in and around his house. His missus at the time, not massively impressed with that, I sense, from what she said to him. <laughs> and so we had to go and book a room in the Grand Hotel. We had a book oh, around. Lovely. We filmed around the Grand Hotel. Yeah. And um, the last, I won't bore you with, but the last link of the day was on a bank holiday Monday at about four o'clock. And uh, the people that asked me to do it wanted it outside the, the Grand Hotel yeah. on the front. Like that Sting kind of, in yeah, Quadrophenia. So Chris is saying, well, thank you for what... 
But, but you imagine, you know, Bank Holiday Monday in Brighton, thousands of cars yeah. going past, and there's Chris Eubank in a suit similar <laughs> to the one he's wearing today, stands out with the attaché cones under the arm and the monocle in, doing this link. And all you're getting is, ah, ah, all right, Chris. It took yeah. what should have been what should have been a 30-second link took two hours. Yeah. It was just... Big noise in Brighton. Bit of a nightmare. Anyway, yeah. but always good to see him. Never, never, never dull. Um, when he's uh, when he's talking about all sorts of stuff. So oh, you were saying tonight there's no sport on, Paul, but you did find out that the Likely Lads was on tonight. Oh yeah, we got the episode, the great episode of the that's Likely Lads. No hiding place, it's called. Um, it's one of the great sporting sitcoms, and still people of a certain age will say, um, "Do you see what happened in the Liverpool game today?" <laughs> oh, don't tell me I'm doing a Likely yeah. Lads. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah. till I get home to watch the highlights. This is kind of this sets up the premise. It does feature the, the late great Brian Glover. Of Kez fame, oh, brilliant! Slightly balding figure of Bobby Charlton to kick off, of course, uh, playing the part of Flint, who is trying to catch out uh, Bob and Terry from the Likely Lads because they're planning to do what they plan to do. A Likely Lads, <laughs> they're in, they're in the hairdressers, um, and uh, Flint comes in. This is what happens. Who do you think will win the match then? I'm you. Heard what? With the news from Bulgaria. Don't tell Don't us. Don't tell us. We want to watch you on the box tonight. You'll never last out till tonight. Let me put you out here. Don't, Don't tell us. us. That's them running out the hairdressers. What a great setup! Yeah, and that was the setup, and the rest of it—it's just a work of genius. Clement Lafrenet, of course, who wrote Porridge and lots of other brilliant work. And it's the—it's half an hour of them trying to avoid the score, going yeah. to different places to avoid the score of uh, an England away match. A lot, more, got, lot more difficult now, Paul. It, it's, <laughs> it, constant exactly. messages. It doesn't stand chases you around. Time. But sport does pop up in British sitcom. Mm. And so I think—I mean, there's been some great ones. Seinfeld was always, and Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. has had some. Very, very good sporting stuff, certainly around baseball. And, uh, yeah. You know, it, George worked for for the Yankees, didn't he? And uh, the, the curb when he uses it as uh, uses the, the fact that he was there as as uh, he's the carpool lane. The, the carpool lane. lane. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was looking. He picks for, up yeah. a lady of the night <laughs> to, <laughs> to allow him to use <laughs> to use the carpool, uh, the carpool lane. lane. Yeah, that's yeah. it. As proof. Anyway, um, but we don't want to maybe have some great sporting sitcom moments. Yeah. Another brilliant one was Fred Truman, the legendary fast bowler in a Dad's Army. Oh yes, yes, right now. I remember that, yes. Yeah, but playing in the old, uh, playing, playing in the old yeah. Bill Pertwee's Ringers team, wasn't he? I think <laughs> remember. Anyway, look, let us know if you yeah, want to relive some great those. sporting sitcom moments. And I think that's on. That's on this evening. If, uh, if you want to catch it, it's on BBC Four. You can record it. Uh, one of the great sporting sitcoms. Eight thirty. That one. Uh, trying to avoid the score. Jack Grealish on the front of the bus, Paul. Yeah. On the front, front of the coach going through Man City. Last shirt off. Yeah. Like, I always call that the your, your collars up at a wedding moment. You know, if you're yeah. If you <laughs> yeah. if you're a bit younger and and got less of a derby than me, your shirt off. Front of the front of the bus, arms out. You yeah. Know, absolutely hammered. Thing is, he's got to turn up for England training. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he'll be fine <laughs> but he's been on it oh. for three days yeah. big time so he's going to have a little bit of residue isn't yeah, he? he's gone he's gone well if I can get to sleep yeah. I'll go to sleep Tuesday night I'll get early enough night yeah. Tuesday <laughs> I'll be fine I'll be fine Wednesday morning if I can, if I can get three hours sleep yeah. I'll be alright he's going to it'd be great if, I'm sure a lot of the boys are already there saying 
Let's really zip it into Jack. That first little session we do, really, really <laughs> ping it into Edges. his feet. And, yeah. <laughs> really, really put it. Oh, your touches off, Jack. What's happened to you, mate? You're playing as bad as you did in the final. Oh, sorry, lads. Miscontrol. You're in the middle again. He's going to have if one of those. has got a treble, so have I. There are some times when, you know, you do go out for a bit of a social and mm. uh, and you think, well, man, I shouldn't have done that. Not yeah. with what I've got to do this morning. Yeah. I'm not saying that you didn't turn up. You didn't turn up bluted. But you were still slightly the worst for wear. I'm, so in, the fi- I'm in the film The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas, Paul. Mm. I'm in that for about, don't blink, a minute for about 20 seconds. Right. And we filmed that in Bulgaria and they flew me over. Mm. Not Bulgaria, Budapest. All right. we, we filmed it. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they flew me over. My mate lives in Budapest and I thought, I won't go and see him. I won't. Mm. I won't. I'm not going to go and see him because yeah. he likes a pint. I'm not going to go and see him. Yeah. Went for a meal on my own, sat there, had one pint. I thought, well, I could see him for one. Ended up getting back to the hotel oh. at six o'clock the next morning. Was picked up at eight o'clock, mm. and uh, it, I was not feeling very well. Wow! Got to set full white suit. I was in f- for the for me costume. Got to set. I was. Uh, it was not. It was not good. <laughs> the, the room was spinning. Nineteen forties Germany was spinning as wow. I entertained them before they left, and uh, uh, luckily. The director went, we can't get the light right, we'll do it tomorrow. Ooh, just so got away with it. Then your mate said, fancy another quick yeah. one. <laughs> and the next thing I knew. <laughs> so anyway, do let us know. I really shouldn't have turned up still slightly the worse for wear, much like England training with an international on Friday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. We're going to be joined by David Moley, he's a former uh, Liverpool and Wolves Academy player, yeah. looking at a life in football, which injury curtailed. Mm-hmm. But he's now a full-time artist Ooh, and uh, doing very well at it. Nice. Well, he's got a bit of a sporting flavour his work. And he's got yeah. an exhibition, so he's going to pop in and tell us a bit more about that. Something we never got round to. We mentioned at the top, but some of the listeners have been responding to yeah. It sounds like definitely the sort of thing you would have done before, Charlie. Oh, yeah. um, it's been a bit of a dialogue going on, like a correspondence in the, in the Telegraph over leaving stuff on the roof of your car. Oh, yeah. People have been getting in touch. Uh, for example, Valerie from West Sussex said... Uh, one frosty morning, I had to use a kettle of hot water to unfreeze the lock on my car door. Don't knock the lock, Charlie. Don't knock the lock. Uh, as I drove away, I was aware that other drivers were signalling to me. I'd left the kettle on the roof. There was uh, this was a corker as well. Somebody drove five miles from home with ten sheets of A4 paper on the roof of their Subaru estate. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I was travelling at seventy mile an hour. I was still there when I stopped. It must have something to do with the roof rails creating down pressure. Said Charles oh. Taylor from Gloucestershire. Oh, we are. Isn't yeah. That? So anyway, I mean, we've had a few. Somebody said the car wasn't moving. It was. Uh, where's it gone? Um, I left my sausage roll on there earlier on purpose. Thirty minutes. It was heated up to perfection. Oh, yeah, in this weather. John working in the red hot weather. At Deb's Ironing Shop in Wakefield. So yeah, that was a, a, a top nice. tip there, John. Thank you very much what for is, that. I what Deb's Ironing Shop does. Good question. <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Ben Humph 2000 has been in touch, Paul. Uh, he took a hat-trick on Saturday. Great to be in my company and Darren Goff's. Oh, okay. Company, yeah. So uh, I don't know. You've, did you ever take? You've never taken a hat trick. No, I haven't no, actually. No, no. Nor had John. But thank you for no, bringing no, it up, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. It bring it up again if you like. It's an absolute corker. There thank you are, for yeah. that. Uh, in the, we asked you. Uh, we're working at Jack Grealish, of course, going to promote uh, report for England training. He'll probably still have a little bit in his system after what he's done over the last three. You know, give him some old kit. Yeah. Don't wear the new kit, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the old kit on to sweat it out. Yeah. I think it might be, yeah. The old kit will have to be burnt afterwards, yeah. wouldn't it? If you wear that again by osmosis, you probably wouldn't be able to drive home. But we're asking you if you've turned up somewhere you really probably shouldn't have done. Just slightly worse. Well, not bluted. 
slightly thinking, a bit like Charlie did when he was in the, the film. In the early 90s, I was in the darts final on the Friday, says Anthony, uh, the night before we went to see the vicar arrange our wedding. Oh. Needless to say, we won. I got home at God knows what time. My dad and fiancé picked me up and I spent a very uncomfortable two hours in the vicarage. Oh, but it is our 30th wedding anniversary this year, so uh, clearly it all worked out in the end. Sitting sweating with the Imagine vicar. Imagine that. And which, not, you're not him? regular... Would you like goes. really That's slow right. talking? Somebody, somebody had a slug of communion wine. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you, you come yeah. pouring out of your pores, sitting there He's in the vicarage, trying to choose a hymn to walk it's down not, the aisle to. It's not great, is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, great, uh, do keep are. telling us. Talksport.com. Text eighteen eighty nine. Tweet T S H and And it's uh, whatever happens to the likely lads tonight. The uh, the episode where they what's no it hiding, no place. hiding. The place one where they're trying not to find out the score of the England yeah. away game in Bulgaria. Had absolutely loads of those coming, loads of sitcoms with football in or, or sports matches in. Do you remember the episode of Porridge in which Godber was boxing? Yeah. And genial Harry Grout, who's my mate's dad, told Peter Fletch, Vaughan. Yeah, really? Peter Vaughan Whoa, was my mate's dad. My old, my old drummer, um, Dave Ohm, he's called, yeah. is a fantastic oh. jazz drummer. And his dad was Peter Vaughan, came to gigs oh, now and again. Lo- absolutely a, lovely man. Brilliant actor. Brilliant actor, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, still had that look in his eye, Paul. You what, know. the son? No, no. Oh, Peter did. Peter did. <laughs> gave you the Harry Grout, <laughs> Would give he? you the look, yeah, yeah. He would give you the look. Fantastic. Told Fletch to persuade the lad to throw the fight. Yes. I don't remember that one. I do remember this, uh, the Prisoners versus Celebrities football match. and That's in the film, isn't it? Yes. And also there's that... Diddy David he, Hamilton. There's another match, isn't there, when he tries to give him a, a day like the, on the outside, doesn't he, when he takes him to the match and... Uh, is, is that, that wasn't a porridge? porridge. That wasn't a porridge. That was a porridge, no. wasn't it? He takes him to a match inside. He tries to treat the day like he's not in jail anymore. Oh, I'm sure that's porridge. I'm sure that's porridge. It might have been the uh, yeah. It might have been the film. Uh, Shane Warne in Neighbours, of course. That was pretty memorable. Um, and uh, what else have we got for you? I left my company laptop on my roof. Oh yeah. It wasn't until I reached about forty miles an hour, I saw it fly off the roof through my mirror. That I re- <laughs> <laughs> that I realised it was there. A few scuffs, but it turned on and worked like a dream. There Fantastic. we are. No problem at all. Yeah, worth um, Ryan. Thank, Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. So uh, stuff. Give us some of those this afternoon. Now, um, I was reading a little piece today about a guy called uh, uh, Dan Tictum. Now, Dan is a Formula E driver. Oh, yeah. And he was uh, taking part in the Jakarta E Prix mm. the other day. Jakarta. He, he finished. <laughs> no, she walked there on yeah, her own. That was what it was. Yeah, it's was something it. like that, isn't yeah, it? It was one of those. Um, uh, yes, that's not. Anyway. I took my wife to the E Prix. Jakarta. Jakarta. she went by electric car. Yeah, that's it. Yes. There we are, Paul. We got there in the end. That's not bad. It, yeah, but it needs workshopping, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, anyway, he finished 11th, right? Okay. And he wasn't best pleased uh, basically I think his battery ran down that's oh, what happened no. he ran out of battery which that's can always happen oh, yeah. but he wasn't happy with the backup team okay. and he told him on the team radio oh. um, and it's amazing I listened back to it and it reminded me of you when you're oh. losing the birthday oh. spread would you like to hear yeah, it uh, go on then I'm okay very dignified is it this is what Charlie would sound like if he wasn't on national radio <laughs> at five to four in the afternoon was allowed to say what he liked after he'd lost the birthday spread. No other driver on this grid can do that. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> let down by it. Boring. <laughs> sake. Oh, well, that was don't talk to me, anyone. No one talk to me. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. Leave me alone. All right, mate. Good, don't bring it back. It could have been happening for three laps and I have no idea. <laughs> 
Roberto, if you're on the intercom, tell my taxi to be ready in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> tell my taxi to be ready in 15 You say that at 4 o'clock. You sound good. As soon as we go off air and Charlie says, John, tell my taxi to be in 15 I'm going straight home. That's what you like. That's what you sound like that on the birthday spread. That is not what spread. I sound like. I'm boring. very... I'm, <laughs> they are. It is often boring. <laughs> it is, that was... I think he'd been listening to me there. I think he had been, yeah. There we are. How am I... It would have been better if he'd gone, how am I supposed to know who the Duke of Sussex is? <laughs> you know, or whoever. So there we are. Oh, right, the, are Charlie nice. there in the birthday spread. Paul, I've got a... It's the, nearly the 16th of June. Do you know what the 16th of June is? Um, the start of? Um, I No. Fishing season. Paul. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. We can all fish in rivers again from Good. this... From this, from this Friday, the yeah. 16th, this is the year I'm going to catch a tench. Right, okay. I'm, I'm setting myself, I've got my, I've bought my uh, fishing licence, get yourself a fishing licence. So you've got to, You're going to yeah. get into into fishing, and I'm going to go for a tench this Join year. Join the Angling Trust as well, Nigel always tells us, Nigel, oh, by oh, the way. really? Well, so they do good work, and oh, okay. it doesn't cost much, and you the should angling get, get, trust. get behind them. Do yeah, all the things you should do. Get your money, Get your licence, yeah. Get your licence, I've got my licence. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go for a tench and I'm going to have to buy a maggot feeder. Wow. A maggot feeder, which is where you you, you put all your maggots in, in like a little box with mm. holes in it. Yeah. And that, and that weights your, weights your, your uh, line down. Right. And then you put a maggot on, an, on another hook and that floats up towards the thing and then they go for... Do you want they, some tench they tips? They say all the I'm sure top we have, tench tips. Um, do I they like, absolutely love some Do they tench like tips. the luncheon meat? Do they like a bit of that? Spam, they like spam. They yeah. eat, they'll eat anything apparently. Tench early summer, chub in the autumn. Okay. That's what that's, that's what, what you're aiming told. for that's this what I'm year. I'm aiming for this year. Brilliant. Because normally I'd go out and go for anything. Let's have some tench Happy with anything, but I'm desperate to catch a tench. Okay. I don't like a... it when you actually catch the fish, though, Paul. No. That's the worst bit. And you've got to get the hook out of the mouth. And yeah. You've got to you disgorge you just you've in case. sit with... I'm thinking of getting... Yeah. Going to a fish... I'm not very good at holding the fish. Right, I get okay. a bit wobbly when I've got the fish. Thinking of going to a fish monger, just holding some buy, fish, buying a fish, and just hold, practicing picking it yeah. up. Well, if you get a big enough, buy a big enough fish and get in the cover of Angling Times, <laughs> can't you? Put a green flag <laughs> jacket on, go and stand by the river. <laughs> Take the price tag out of it first. <laughs> He's caught a... How did he catch that? Blimey, that's a sea fish. It's not even... It's not even it looks like, the river, looks like the River Lee. Blimey. It's not native, that Anyway, uh, if you've got any tips for Charlie, feel free to yeah, pass tench them tip, on. Top tench tips, yes, please. To get in touch on anything else this afternoon, talksport.com forward slash HJ, text to 81089, tweet to TSHJ. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we go, curious and curiouser, because mm. we spoke to Julian Laurent earlier on. Um, early, Julian Laurent earlier on. That's not... That's got a bit weird. Um... <laughs> And he really um, seemed to think it was a done deal. He was well, off. That was it. Not, I mean, he, Mbappe is saying there was a weird thing about the letter that everybody's been talking about. They said it was dated last July, which would, which would kind of work with what Mbappe is now saying. Mm-hmm. He has said lies. I've already said I'm going to continue next season at PSG, where I'm very happy. So PSG effectively knowing that he's not going to extend his contract. I mean, mm-hmm. that still gives them an option to try and sell him this year and get some money for him. because Maybe not it's coming out of PSG, Paul, because they want yeah. money. They're thinking we're not going to get any money. They want to put a bit of heat. And what, I mean, yeah. we, you know, the, we've, we've seen what can happen. We saw what happened with Messi when they kind of knew he was off. They yeah. turned on him. Did. Does Mbappe want to spend a season? If it doesn't go well for mm. him at PSG next season, he'll be getting the bird from the fans every week. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is all... Uh, you know, who, whoever's leaked it, it's quite an interesting story. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. And I'm sure um, Addy and Rory will be chatting about that uh, a little bit later on in the new show from 8 o'clock on the transfer front. So um, thank you for getting in touch this afternoon you're on all sorts of matters. Um, this was quite an interesting one from... What's his name? Let's put it, yeah, has he put his name on this one? No, name on it, no I it? played oh. for a local Somerset-based village side. A teammate who was a roofer turned up on a Friday night at our house to fix a couple of tiles. I wanted to offer him a drink after he'd finished, but we didn't have any money. And all I actually had indoors was two bottles of ouzo. <laughs> from the we air, had no idea how strong it was. Well, I don't know. Oh. I think a, a brief taste of it would tell you that. <laughs> we polished off both bottles. A huge mistake as we had a game the next morning. First half of the match just occurred for me and Gary. That's a nice description, isn't it? Some of the city players could have said that the other night it <laughs> just, just, just occurred yeah. uh, and our manager was incandescent with rage oh. at half time it was obvious because we'd been so poor Gary was substituted but uh, as we were allowed one sub my punishment was exclusion from the cup final the following week oh, thankfully man. the manager helped me had a change of heart we were both picked and we won the cup and all was forgotten but never oh, again yeah. I mean the sad state of affairs is I, I read that before and so did Charlie and we both said well I do like an Uzo yeah. Uzo <laughs> yeah, with a bit of lovely. ice in it on a summer's oh, day yeah beautiful over the couple of cubes yeah, of ice. Could do the roof with the ouzo. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Should we have a go and have? Should we go have a little ouzo no, after the show? I think I'm into it. That's bad. I've, isn't got, it? A, I've got a taste for an ouzo. I've, <laughs> I've seen Porksby and Charlie Baker. They finished the show. They're going to have an ouzo. That's quite serious, that, isn't it? They have a pop at Brazil. But who goes off and has an ouzo after the show? An ouzo during the show. No, that's like no, one, one, no, one every half. No, hour. no, no, no. Please, no. Your Uzo footballers. We no. Can, no there your are, spirits, your short spirits footballers. No, uh, we'll Char- take those, Charlie, that isn't, That'd be great. That isn't anything. That'd be apps. That is something. Um, People have all to take those all day long. My occasional series, footballers that sound like soap characters from the oh, 70s. Oh, yes, we nice. bring you uh, Leicester are looking to sign Blackpool's Jerry Yates. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's maybe nice. because yeah. of the Eddie Yates Coronation yes, Street thing. But, but Jerry Yates Sounds does a bit sound of a wrong one, I think. Jerry yeah, Yates. Yeah, Jerry Yates, you know, she's taken up with that Jerry Yates. Think on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like someone Elsie Tanner went out Sheila, with. Jerry Yates is here to see you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Jerry, oh, there's a blast from the. <laughs> Jerry Yates, <laughs> as I live and breathe. <laughs> duff, duff moment. Hello, Sheila. Lovely to see you. Remember me, Sheila. It's got to be all of 30 years. Jerry Yates. Yates. Look what the cat dragged in. Yeah, you, you tell, can see it, can't you? Can you tell her there's someone in reception for her? And what name do you go by? Yates. Jerry Yates. Duff, duff. <laughs> I mean, you've been in EastEnders, Charlie. You know yeah, how it bring works. Bring back Tim Reynolds. Bring back Tim. That's bring the big, back Tim that's Reynolds. That's the big campaign. Big campaign. Bring yeah, him back. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Eric in Exodus says, um, Great Western Canal near Tiverton in Devon is famous oh, yeah. for tench. Is it? Uh, vi- Vitalin, Vitalin dog, dog food, food yeah, yeah. as ground bait. Well, that's actually, I've got some of that in the garage. <laughs> Genuinely. Red have. worm for compost heap on the hook. It's another language, Red isn't worm it? from the compost heap on yeah. the hook. All right, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to use um, maggots. That's not I from think. someone called Red Worm from the compost heap, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we do get some listeners. Yeah. I'm going to use maggots, I think. Maggots in a maggot feeder. You're yeah. right, Jimmy Bullard, you absolute fishing fanatic. Jimmy, Jimmy on, on hand today. He's going to be absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, of, uh, great news from the boffins. Do you want to hear some news from uh, the boffins? Always. Uh, this comes today. One alcoholic drink a day may lower the risk of suffering a stress-related heart attack, a study has suggested from the uh, University of Suffolk. Professor Alan Brazil, I believe, <laughs> is, the, is the lead on that one. A tipple a day for women or up to two for men. Or hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it can, it's found to suppress Lovely. the amygdala, the region of the brain response. The uso, The uso. That's it, yeah. Pre-show uso. This is for my heart. Joining us now is Professor Brazil from the University of Ipswich. Hello there. It'd be great, wouldn't <laughs> it? It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Has he got an, an uh, honorary degree at all? He should anywhere? He should have. He definitely should have. Come and get Gattuso, of course. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. Thank you very it. much. David Ginola, of course, now. Paul. Oh, of course. Mark I didn't, Voduka. I, I didn't want any Patson of these. Patson Dekiri. I didn't want any of these. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ango Tia Maria. Yeah, few, Paul, didn't want there. any of those, no, Charlie. No, Ma- Matthew Flamini Sambuca. Flaming Sambuca. Sambuca, of course. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Uzo was Sambuca. Oh no, no, it's, it's a different. Bit, it's is it very, very different? It's a very different. Bit, very bit classier, different. is it Uzo? Well, not necessarily. Oh, no, it's okay. just it's just a, a, a it's a different drink. Captain Wes Morgan, thank you very much for that. Um, so uh, yes, have we got any more, Charlie? Chinziano Ronaldo. No, I didn't mean them. I mean <laughs> pr- proper things. Proper things. Don't yeah. want any of those. Don't want. Don't no, want a Harvey Wallbanger Barnes, no, Paul. Um, no. What else? I used to work in a small family decorating shop. Decided to go out straight after work on the Thursday with some friends oh, yeah. this turned into all night work Friday out again Friday and straight to work Saturday oh. it's a bad idea to crouch behind the cash desk as I fell asleep and woke up to the owner banging on the front window to wake me up oh, no, I yeah. was sacked on the yeah. spot says John I worked, so, in, I worked in quick save once and we yes. had a night uh, I was about 17 mm. we had, we'd had a night in the cider bar Newton Albert the night before which was a pound a pint bits of horse floating about in the cider pool really uh, I'd had about eight pints of this uh, the night before, couldn't feel my leg, the wobbly leg, Banthy Castle. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway, I went into quick save in my maroon top mm. and fell asleep on the till. Oh no! Fell asleep on the till in quick save. I can see you doing made that, just, Charlie. Made, then made to go and uh, made to go and stack the shelves. And I had a mate who'd been out with me as well and wasn't feeling well. And they started chucking, started wee box. You know, what wee boxes like dog food in a in a in like a sort of. Uh, no. It's like a big sausage of dog food in, okay. in plastic wrapping. Sounds nice. And we started chucking them at each other. Oh. One exploded on me and then I was poorly. 
And okay, and that was the end of that was <laughs> the, the end, end of your time at work. You never made safe. You never got the branch <laughs> manager's <laughs> job, did you? It wouldn't put me on the cigarettes or anything. You know, behind the behind the one that was the one behind the counter. Cider Good Johnson. No, people we've uh, got there, just, Paul. We're just really not. Keen not interested now. Any more of those? No, no. Um, in, okay. There was other stuff we were going to get you involved. I mean, the best we've... way to catch tench is to fish for carp. Apparently, that's the best way, Paul. Is that right? That's what they were saying. Yeah, there we are. There well, we, we have are. thrown that much at the listeners today. <laughs> I just wonder if we can throw much more because uh, yeah. we are awaiting our next. Well, awaiting the next two guests. Yeah, but neither of them seem to be there at the there moment. There we are. That's so, right. So I we'll left, have a, I, have I, a game of cards. <laughs> I left my work phone on the roof of the car. Yes, and only realised as it bounced down the back window. Pulled over, legged it down the pavement, just about to retrieve it from the road when an eighteen-wheeler squished it into the tarmac, oh. crushed. But people kept ringing me all the way back to the office, unable to answer with the screen crushed. Speaking of crushed, Paul, oh, yes. if Mbappe signs for uh, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. you're a you're a huge Spurs fan. Obviously, you're a big yeah, Harry well, Kane I, fan. I, I didn't will he, I don't will think he be we're gutted, in the market Paul. for him. But it's a nice he, present we'll... for Ange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, nice got present for Mbappe. Ange. And, and we bought you. Yeah, we bought you Mbappe. That'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? But do you think if Harry Kane's dreaming of going to Real Madrid, which is sort of one of the things that's often talked about? Would that be, you know, he was dreaming of going to Man City a couple of seasons ago. Didn't get that move. Now he's dreaming of going oh, to Real Madrid. Might not get it? that move. It's interesting if PSG could come could come calling for him. Although from what I hear, Mbappe's going to see that last year out, whether he does or not, whether it turns into a yeah. saga over the summer. Surely he'd have to win a trophy at PSG, Paul. Well, he'd certainly win the French title. <laughs> got to win that. Yeah. Imagine if he turned out as the year they didn't win it. Yeah. And he just, <laughs> just cursed. Yeah. That's the that is the problem, isn't it? You know, and you're expected to win the French title. It's just like, yeah. What's the skill in that? You could argue. What's the skill in winning it with City? Really, <laughs> and the way they're yes. going at the moment. Well, so, uh, yeah. but you are guaranteed trophies. There we are. Poor, poor Harry Kane. If he misses out on that move as well, I think yeah. I'd start to feel sorry for him. I mean, it's interesting. Isn't it? It's like PSG. If I mean, it would. It, it's easier. You know, it's the Eurostar. Doesn't take long, does it? I mean, you can get home easy enough. Oh, you think he'd commute? Well, no, I don't think go after training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, get to King's Cross. I mean, in terms North of London, if, you know, I think his wife's having another baby. They're very yeah. family orientated, and there probably is a draw at the moment to be near family. I would yeah. imagine. So I can see why that might play in Spurs' favour at yeah. the moment. But he is a professional. But if you're playing in Paris, not at the end of the week, you can yeah. get back in two and a half hours, can't you? Yeah, private jet with the money well, they're well, going to pay. Exactly, he'll get yeah. over there and he'll do that, won't he? Yeah. Who else yeah. do you think Andrew's got his eye on? Oh, no idea. No I think idea. it's going to be a very different... It's interesting. What well, Dan- if he comes in, he just gets absolute clodhoppers. Danny Murphy's like, theory. Just it long. Danny... Yeah, <laughs> that's not the way he plays. But Danny Murphy's thing is that he feels that that, uh, that maybe Harry Kane isn't a great fit for the old Ange ball, which oh, is okay. interesting. So they might want to cash I, I, in I'd love buy to ch- someone who I'd is. I'd love the chance to find it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So we're going to take a journey through the folk sports of Britain, as promised. Um, no Pie, No Priest is Harry Pearson's... New book. Good afternoon, Harry. Good afternoon, guys. We got there in the end. It's good to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, I, 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 felt, I, did, I felt a bit like that scene in Spinal Tap where they're running around <laughs> trying to find the entrance to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got, I, burst, I burst on that last. Yeah. Yeah. You're sitting there at home <laughs> going, of, rock and roll. I'm in, of, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a cloud of dry ice. Yeah, <laughs> It's Wednesday, three o'clock. Harry's still not being on H&J. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm about 50 pages from the end. I've, I'm, I've very much enjoyed the book. There's so much stuff around the country that I didn't know about. What was your kind of entry point to this what made you think there was a book in this because it is that i say a lot of the weird and wonderful sports we've covered on this show in 20 odd years but there's ones here that i didn't even know existed 
Well, I think what it was was <laughs> where I grew up in. I grew up in the North Yorkshire Moors, and uh, the the big sport there was coits. Which I, as a small boy, I thought mm. this must be after cricket and football, coits was the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. It's only when I left, you know, and I realised that, that there's only it's only played in about four or five little pockets of of country in England. Mm. So it was really that. And in those days, of course, when when you when people rely on the local press, and we're going back to the sort of seventies now, but there was photos of these guys who were the coits champions in the in the you know the Middlesbrough Evening Gazette and the Whitby Gazette and things like that. So they were given equal they were given equal status to footballers. Mm. So of course you thought. So, so that was really what interested me in it because I thought, well, how have these sports developed? Why haven't they spread? You know, when football spread, cricket and the games like that. But mm. these other sports just often just stayed in their own little place. Like, you know, bat and trap, for example, is only played around Canterbury and Kent. Um, and, you know, Skittles is hugely popular in the west of England. Yeah. Um, but it but didn't spread out. And so I was, I was kind of interested in that and why some sports became big national or global entities and other ones didn't really. Yeah, that's the thing. So many of them just stay in their local area. Sports are absolutely massive. I mean, you write about Shinty, and I read the chapter in the in the afternoon, and then that evening I went and found that uh, BBC Scotland documentary, Giving It Stick, which I don't know if you've yeah, seen it's it. Fantastic, it's fantastic, isn't it? So yeah, it's good. absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It's such that is such a fantastic sport. When I was at when I was at primary school, there must have, for some reason just outside Middlesbrough, the teacher we played Shinty. Now you know, giving a load of kids from Teesside a stick and telling them to hit things not always the wisest <laughs> uh, course. But um, but uh, but I, you know we loved it, and and then I went to it once uh, years ago to Scotland to watch it, and the, the Shinty website says you know it's clan against clan, parish against parish, Bray against. Mm. Even when you're English and you read that, you want to paint your face blue and proceed <laughs> for a while. Don't you? Yeah. Um, but what really, what really settled it for me was that when I discovered as a boy that the the, the Newton Moore star player in the 1930s, Sir Thomas McPherson, escaped from a Nazi POW camp on a motorbike. So th- he was the inspiration for the Steve McQueen wow. character in the in the Great Escape. So you think, you know, what could be more romantic than that? Charlie immediately went to a, a local sport. You, you write about it. Does write about Aunt Sally? Oh in yeah, the book. Aunt yeah. Sally's fantastic. Yeah. Where I live in Oxfordshire, they play Aunt Sally in a lot of the pubs. There's an Aunt Sally league. Uh, I've played it a few times. It's a it's an absolute. It's a brilliant drinking game. Right. Now I was wondering if a lot of these sports died out because a they're quite aggressive. Some of them. A lot of them involve hitting something with a stick, mm. and a lot of them involve probably having five or six pints while you do it, like skittles. Yeah, I think well, I think, you know, Aunt Sally is a good example of a game you know, really just played in that little that little area, isn't it? Mm. Apparently, in a, one of many games that was said to be invented by soldiers during the English Civil War, you know, because darts was similarly, in, you know, and, and skittles too. So, um, but I think I think one of the things was that the people who organised these sports were just basically bolshy. And they didn't because when the darts was just a regional sport, every every area of Britain had its own version yeah. of darts, its own dartboard. Then the National Darts Association was founded in London in 1927. And they wrote to people and said, you know, these are the rules of darts. This is the dartboard. This is how we're going to play. And every and people agreed to it. But when the when, for example, the, the Northern Coits Association wrote to all the Coits players with a similar idea, they just wrote back and said, bugger off, basically. Indoor league, isn't it? Fred Truman on well, Indoor they, League. You exactly, say Yorkshire yes. board, mind. You yes, know, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Exactly Yorkshire board. You know, and this is the same with Skittles in in it's like West Country Skittles. Yeah. But the rules in Somerset are different from the rules in Gloucestershire, yeah. are different from the rules in Hereford. So, so you couldn't have a national competition because you know the people would just fight over how to play. So I think that's one of the things that kept them kind of that's kept them local, you know. And also the thing is, you say with the pubs as well, because a lot of pubs, 
you know, the skittle alleys in particular, they're very noisy and they take up a lot of room. And people, you know, a lot of publicans think, actually, I could make more money out of a restaurant yeah. than I can out of a skittle alley. So that's what, another thing that's, you know, that's sort of that's hampered them as well. The one I knew nothing about at all that really amazed me was handicapped sprinting, which you went up to the Scottish borders and watched. Uh, it's something that existed around the country. And I was joking, but only half joking, Harry, when I said some of these guys were on Harland money for the Times. They were, <laughs> well, I mean, they, they were well, dwarfing they, the wages of professional footballers, weren't they? That oh, yeah, just basically yeah, running. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, my, my old next door neighbour, I mentioned in the book, John Ferguson, he was a, you know, a retired policeman. And he, in, the, in 1950, there's a, I, live, I live in the Tyne Valley in Northumberland. Mickley, which is the place where Bob Stokoe was born, it's a little old pit village. Mm. They had a flower show in 1950, which my neighbour ran in. It attracted 217 entries for the 120-yard dash, and the first prize was £75. That's in 1950 at a flower show. <laughs> um, and that was when Jackie Milburn was earning £14 a week at yeah. Newcastle. Wow. He, actually ran, he actually ran in it. <laughs> if he'd won it, it was like a month's wages. That's amazing, for him, isn't it? You know? yeah. And that's, as I say, that's in a little flower show. But when these you know, guys came over from Australia, you know, before the First World War, there was a guy called Jack Donaldson, the Blue Streak, it was his nickname. And, he, and he, I've got a programme from 1909 where he, he, he challenged any man in Britain to, to a race for £500 a side. So each each backer, set of backers would put in five hundred. Whoever mm. one would take the thousand quid. That's in nineteen oh nine. So you know this, these are huge sums of money. I mean, again, sort of banging. But you know, there's a guy called Mike Crowley. The Pontypridd Sprint was one of the biggest professional sprints in Britain. It was held at Taff Park. And in nineteen twelve, a guy called Mike Crowley won it. Now he, the trouble with it, the trouble with anything where you bet on on people is that they can fiddle it. And he he ran throughout the season, setting very slow times because underneath his vest he was wearing a belt filled with lead. <laughs> um, when he got to the Pontypridd Sprint Finals, the, the odds on him, you know, he, he was long odds, and and of course he took the belt off and won. And his backer was a guy called Driscoll, who was a boxing champion. The first prize was a hundred pounds, and Driscoll won so much money on betting on that race that he gave he gave Mike Crowley a bonus of eight hundred quid. That's in 1912. So, yeah, so so substantial amounts of money involved in it. Of course, the people who ran professional sprint racing as well, um, when when the Olympics started, all all running was professional. Um, There's a guy called Alfred Downer who... He's, he was nicknamed the Flying Scotsman, and he wasn't named after the train. The train was named after him. That's how famous he yeah, was. You know, so these were like these were absolute superstars. It's amazing. These men. You cover and, stuff. And when, sorry, sorry, Harry. No, no, sorry. You better best to move me on to something else. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. That that's a fascinating chapter, though, because I knew nothing about. You cover the shin kicking in Gloucestershire oh, and lots yeah. of other sports. And just finally, uh, a, a mate of ours we sadly lost recently spoke to you for the book, Andy Smart. And I didn't realise that the, the cheese rolling in Gloucester that Andy would report from often and talk about. It was a, he was a pretty intrepid bloke, but the only time he only ever did that once, and it was the most dangerous thing. He, used, mm. he ran the balls nearly sixty times, but he only ever chased the yeah. cheese once. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. Uh, it, was, it was so, so sad because he was such a smashing fellow, wasn't he? Yeah. I've known him for a lot of years in that one of those kind of Facebook, you know, social media friendships. But, you know, he, he was, yes, and he, he said to me, you know, I've, I've run with the Bulls 60 times, slid down Ben Nevis on a lilo, but the, 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 the once was enough in the cheese yeah. rolling. 
Well, look, nobody would go and watch it. It wasn't a big deal. And he wrote a piece for Maxim magazine. And the following year, 4,000 people turned up to watch oh, it. Fantastic. So it's interesting yeah. the different ways that these sports are, are, are kept alive. Yeah. But it's, it's sadly, Harry, we're out of time. But it's fascinating stuff. It's, I've got, it's a great book, Harry. 50, Thanks so much for writing it. It's yeah. really great. I think people will love it. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. It's great to talk to 50 you. 50 pages to go. So uh, yeah, it hasn't got a big twist at the end. So I didn't want to ruin it for myself. But uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Thanks, Harry. All the best. Thank you very much. No pie, no priest. A journey through the folk sports of Britain. It's amazing stuff. The yeah. money, nineteen twelve. Yeah, well, I suppose it doesn't take as much organisation as yeah. eleven v eleven. Does no, it, I, I suppose. suppose. So, no, but it's you know. yeah, no, it's really good stuff. And do check out Martin Kellner told us about. It. It's called Giving It Stick. I think it's still on the iPlayer, and it's about uh, it's about Shinty up in Scotland. It's really good, Great. really good documentary. Another. I'm going to look into my local Skittles league. Actually, you're going to. Yeah. I'm saying that. I'm, we had, we gave it a go. Andy and I did a show from Somerset with around a, an FA Cup oh, right, yeah. we did the show from a listener's house oh, at Parallel Universe Neville Southall in this bloke's garden saving penalties <laughs> he was still brilliant couldn't get one past no, him yeah, drilling fantastic. penalties at him from t- couldn't get past him <laughs> but anyway it's a long story but anyway, we played Skittles they had a Skittles alley in the pub mm. and it was fantastic yeah. anyway um, where were we? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast It's uh, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Making a welcome return to the studio is uh, actor and O's fan. We don't get a lot of O's oh, fans lovely, in. Yeah, we got all no, the Premier no, League no. glory hunters. Are all in. There's not many of us. No. <laughs> what a season for the O's. Yeah, Amazing. that's fine. We'll come on to that. Yeah. But uh, Danny's currently appearing in Guys and Dolls just down the river. And uh, he's popped in to see us today. Uh, good to see you, Danny. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on. Great to see you both. Yeah, the, of course, for the part, um, Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls at the moment at the Bridge Theatre, you're having to keep the little... I've, got a little, there, yeah. I've got a little pencil moustache yeah. thing here, yeah, which I put a bit of uh, mascara on before I go yeah, on every yeah. I'm giving you away all my trade it's, secrets now. But I, didn't I, you, I play, my, you play mm, Walker in the Dad's Army film, oh, so you've yes. had one of those before. I've you? been here before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've reintroduced myself to be pencil moustache. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. granddad had one, and by the end, he'd draw it in. He did, just, yeah. He just completely draw it, it in by the end. Yeah, yeah but he always looked good, you know. Wow. I fear if I just drew it on, I sweat so much in this production, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't last to the interval. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've got to have something to hold on to. Now, it's a, it is a, it's a brilliant musical. It's, I, mean, one, I think everybody loves it's it. The it's best. fantastic. The film had an amazing cast, and the show's had a great cast over the years. So was it a favourite of yours? Uh... I was aware of it. It mm. wasn't, you know, it's, I mean, arguably Guys and Dolls is like the greatest ever musical ever mm-hmm. written, really. I mean, exactly. that's, and then you obviously got the uh, Brando and Sinatra film version of it. It's just an absolute classic, isn't it? And I think the thing that sets it apart is it's lit, like the songs are out of this world. Yeah. Every one of them is an absolute showstopper. Uh, and at its heart is an amazing narrative as well. And, you know, Damon Runyon's stories just, Characters just lift lift the whole thing off the page, and it's it's just so rich. So, and the way in which we've staged this at the Bridge Theatre is directed by Nick Heitner. It's a really like immersive mm. experience. Yeah. So the stage itself shifts and moves, and 
you've got standing audience seated so it's a it's a complete and a sort of um immersive experience yeah. i think the thing with the show is that the script is so good i mean the songs are amazing but the script is so good i always say a lot of scripts and comedy in the west end especially would get you booed off stage in a, in a comedy club but yeah. it's a genuinely funny script you know mm. it's big laughs characters are amazing and you play the best part ever written for any man ever <laughs> that is just a wonderful part because at the, the heart of it you've got sort of nathan and his girlfriend adelaide yeah you know and he's just your classic guy in that he can't commit you know she's desperate to get married yeah. they've been engaged i think for 14 years and he just can't walk down the aisle so it, you know a lot of people can sort of uh, identify with that fear yeah. of commitment but is your is your archetypal uh, lovable rogue nathan detroit you know yeah. and if, if you've seen frank sinatra play he's a bit too suave for my liking yeah. i haven't played him like that and nick our director said he's frenetic you know he's desperately trying to find a location for the world famous crap game in the city so and he's so he's like a go-between to like the common man and all the gangsters you know harry the horse mm. and big julie and all that sort of stuff so everyone likes him um and it, but he's kind of like a. I've sort of played him like a bit like a whirlwind. I don't kind of stop as soon as yeah. I get on. I mean, it's you, a proper you, workout yeah. every night. <laughs> You've kind of touched on aspects of the plot, but is there a way to kind of, kind of, a kind of pre-see what it's about effectively? It's it's about two couples, Nathan Detroit and Adelaide, and Sky Masterson and Sarah Brown, and he. Um, there's a bet at the very beginning of the show and um, he bets that he can't take uh, Sarah Brown on a date and he ends up, you know, taking her to Havana and mm. he eventually falls in, in love with her. It's all about sort of falling in love, mm. I guess, really. Um, and all the stuff that goes with it, yeah. It's about you... men and their foibles and changing men. Yeah. You know, men finding themselves, finding out, getting away from being gambling addicts, basically. Yeah. And, you know, Skymaster is this sort of big... Normally, like a handsome, smooth. He has all the smooth songs, you know. And yeah. Nathan Detroit is sort of a. It's it's a it's just a great great. And they play against each other. It's just a great great show. Yeah. And you've got about eighty five other brilliantly drawn characters as yeah, well. Yeah, you've the same got the time. hot box girls. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the all the ensemble. To me, really, it's like a celebration of you know, like New York in the fifties. Mm. You know, and all the characters that that go with it. So, and like I say, the way that we've staged it. You, the audience, feel completely and utterly part of the action. So you're there at the hot box, you're sitting on stage, it's, you know, there's all like, you're down in the sewers when we're playing the crap game and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Marisha Wallace, who plays in yeah. your, your um, Miss Adelaide, I saw her in Hairspray and she is, I think, the best singer I've ever seen in the she's, West End. Uh, she's incredible. She's an absolute powerhouse. She came over to cover someone in Dreamgirls for two weeks mm -hmm. and she stayed here for six years. Oh, right. She just hasn't got home. Um, she is honestly one of the most, if not the most talented co-star I've ever worked with. And, you know, I haven't done a musical since I was at stage school at mm. Talia Consi's like 25 years ago. And she's been just the most amazing co-star. She's pretty much held my hand throughout the whole thing and and taken me through it. But um, I've got a great chemistry of her. She's such, she's, she's just a bundle of fun. And like you say, like her talent on stage yeah. is just seismic really so it's keeping you fit this because you, it's, it's, yeah. you've done West End before you've done and you know you're used to doing sort of you know eight shows or whatever but this is physically quite demanding the musical isn't it yeah I mean it, you know I'm up there dancing away and uh, singing and you know the thing about Nathan Detroit is as soon as he's on he doesn't stop talking mm. you can probably hear I'm a bit knackered with my voice now mm. but he sort of powers the narrative on so yeah. um, 
Yeah, I put it this way. I haven't been to the gym since I started. <laughs> I get a cardio workout every night, yeah. Fantastic. Sometimes twice a day on a matinee, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned it is very immersive, so the audience can sort of stand down and almost be part of the show. They will get shifted about a bit and they'll be on their feet for a good couple of hours, two yeah, or three hours. Yeah, you but... can go... If you get the standing tickets, along with all the performers on stage, you've got the ushers who are dressed up as New York cops yeah. and they are literally moving you around and the thing about the standing experience is you can move anywhere in the space and watch the action from any angle you wish you wish so oh, it's um it, you know but li- li- as i said to you before seated is equally as immersive as yeah. well it's kind of like and you know i, I in the bar afterwards in, people come up and say the most incredible things they say it's the best night i've ever had in the theater oh. you know I, we constantly get reactions like that so Brilliant. It's a really, particularly after COVID, you know, and we theatres were all shut down. I think this show in particular really encapsulates that power of people together of unison. And it is the most joyous thing to sit through. It certainly is to perform. And I yeah. think the audience feel very much part of the action. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So it's, you've got, it's a good long run, isn't it? You've got, you've, you've got, there should be tickets available, hopefully. Yeah, it's, it's booking all the way to yeah. February to oh, 2024. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So um, I might have a little break in the middle of it. But, um, but I'm going to stay with the show because it's um, hand on art, one of the most incredible yeah. experiences I've it's been got here. You see, I can see it. I can see it in, in him, Paul. You can do as much telly as you want. Yeah. You can do as much other stuff. But once, yeah. the, sh- once the tap shoes get you, well, you're my done. mate, my uh, my mate Mark Strong, who I did Temple oh, yeah, with, yeah. he came to see it a while back, and Mark was in a view from a bridge, and he and he was blown away by. Um, Guys and dolls, and he said, The thing is, Danny, you know, in an actor's career, you can count on one hand those shows that come along, you know, that you really hold on to, and mm. you don't, and you know, and, and and this, I think, is definitely one of those things, you know, the reviews and the response has been out as well. So, we're we're really happy about it. It's, it's a lot of hard work, you know, we it was six weeks rehearsal, and all that hard work's come to fruition, yeah. so that's great. Fabulous. Yeah, it's a, it's the Bridge Theatre, it's up near Tower Bridge, it's a really lovely theatre. I've seen a couple of things in there, yeah. so it's a it's really good spot, and there's plenty of uh, out and about. So, if you're coming yeah. into London, if you don't live in London, you're coming in, you want to see a show. Live band, is that, I'm assuming, big, the live big bands band, in yeah, there, yeah. yeah, we've got a 14 piece live band oh, in there banging. as well, yeah, amazing dance yeah. routines. The choreography was from my Eileen Phillips and James Cousins. Oh, so it's got a great pedigree behind it. Yeah. Sold me, you've sold me some tickets. I'm coming. I was coming, <laughs> in, I was coming anyway. You want to be in it, don't you? Well, you do. You're in all the parts. Well, if, you want, if you want to have that break, yeah, I'm sure he's shave got that good, beard down. You I'm can sure get your he's got a very right. good understudy. I'll leave him. If Danny said he fancies the break, so just just jump in there. I can imagine there's a few actors will have their eye on it. Now we should talk about the O's. What a season! Promoted. Yeah, incredible. Fantastic. Walked it. Walked the league. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they it's just been the most amazing success, isn't it, this season? And um, Thurry deserved to be champions and yeah, get promoted. Yeah, it's amazing much, news, yeah. yeah. I suppose it's, it, it's Saturday afternoons you're working at the moment, aren't you? So I haven't like, had a chance to go down there much yeah, yeah. this season, so um, I've been so busy. But uh, me dad and all my brothers and cousins go every week, so they uh, keep me up to speed. Yeah, it was always a family thing, then, Danny. Yeah, was that was that yeah, was always. I, I mean, the, I'm one of four boys. You know, mm. we're all O's fans, apart from me older brother Johnny, who's West Ham. He's happy oh, also. Oh, yeah, at the moment. Sure yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of success in the family recently. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was always just such a family orientated club, orient in it. So. Um, yeah, it's great to go down there when I get a chance. I went down there uh, for we had to we had to beat Torquay. I'm Torquay fan. We had to beat Orient. 
No, it's a draw with Orient to yeah. go up to get promotion. Yeah. Mm. That was the thing. And you beat us 2 1, mm. I think it was. Oh, right. And And you used, I don't know if you still do it. When you scored a goal, you'd have. Oh! <laughs> For about two minutes. Yeah, that was me. I was leading it. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. Terrible memories of Leighton Orient. Oh, wow. I'm I'm pleased you've invited me on as a guest, though. (laughs) I'm not saying anything about the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Now, uh, before we let you go, uh, we have this little celebrity game that we play. All the stars have played it. And as we've got you in, Dan, it might be nice to... It's called Celebrity Combination Lock. It's very Mm, simple. It won't take a couple of minutes. We'll explain all in a moment. Let's give you the intro. Celebrity Combination yes, welcome. with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and lock keeper, Charlie Baker. Yes, a simple game <laughs> uh, in which our assistant producer's uh, locked his gym kit yes. uh, in a, in a uh, locker. Can't get it out. It absolutely stinks. It stinks, and we just need to find the combination. The, the combination. We call upon celebrities. Uh, Michael Fenton Stevens, fine actor, has uh, played it. Yeah. Um, Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall, Womid Jalili. Uh, Kevin Day, Jarl yeah. Reagan, lots of people. And Danny, you're stepping up today. All we're really going to need from you is to try and get us the four numbers so we can open the lock. Oh. It's it's a fairly limited format. P- TV haven't picked it up yet. We think it's only a matter of time. The only rule is don't knock the lock. Don't you, I'm sure you what, won't. Don't we knock, Paul? We you, don't want knock four, you want four, four numbers? I'm going to give you a few pointers, though. Right. Um, it's four numbers on a combination lock. All I can tell you is the best performer so far was the comedian Kevin Day. Yeah. Palace fan. Uh, he got two correct numbers, two in the correct place. So I'm going to give you the four he went with. He went 1497. So this is the opposite of knocking the lock. This is taking the knock this seriously. Is, I mean, honestly, this is the, the most seriously. How long is your show? <laughs> Respect the lock. Well, yeah. Uh, 1497, two of those, Danny, are right and they're in the right place. Yeah. So the one, the four, the nine, and the seven, two of those. So and also, you've got to find Marcus two other Birdman numbers. got two correct numbers. Oh, that's right. One, one in, in the, the correct, correct place. place. And he said 2197. Yeah. So two so of those are, are right. What did he say? He one. said 2197. He got two, two numbers. correct numbers, one in the correct place. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. So there we are. Okay, so we, we need, need four numbers, numbers from four you, numbers. You have got an evening show, just so you know. <laughs> and Andy Goldstein is waiting to host Drive. Yeah, now we're all right. We're fine. Don't put the pressure now. on him. Here we go. We're not knocking the lock. He's te- working it out. One, five, three, seven. Okay. Okay, let's put let's those in. Let's put those numbers in. One, five, yeah. Five, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do I just win three. the smelly gym kit, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. taking home with you. One, five, three, seven. <laughs> the, the numbers are going in. One, five... Three, seven. Is Here he we right? go. Oh. Let's find out how many, how many Danny bad got luck, right. Danny, bad luck. One. Got one. one in right. the, any in one the correct right. place? One. One right, one Ooh. in the one correct, correct place. place. So uh, we have to go again one, next three, week. Can seven, I come back every week till yes. I get it right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always welcome back. Well, you're only down the road. You're I am only down, down the road. road. <laughs> come on, we'll make this a weekly event. <laughs> 
How so, was the show this week, Daddy? Well, <laughs> much the same as last week. Do go and see Guys and Dolls. Yes. I'm, I'm going. I've bottled it. I'm not. I'm not standing up for three oh, hours. No, no. I'm sitting in a seat. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Save your legs. Yeah, yeah. I definitely can do it. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's got sensational reviews. Uh, it's at the Bridge Theatre, and they're booking uh, till the 24th of February next year. So plenty of time. And uh, yeah, pick up your tickets uh, at the box office. Uh, right, it's pretty straightforward. Book guys and dolls in all the ticket details. Yeah, Danny, thank you for uh, thank you very much, chaps. Lovely to see you. We'll see you soon. All the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That's mm. how it all unfolded uh, today. I'll be back with uh, Andy tomorrow. Charlie, you return on Thursday, Thursday for the spread. We'll have a birthday spread to it. for you. So do hope you can join us on one tomorrow. If not. As always, the podcast will be available at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.